Jesus, we thank You that we can come around Your Word and that Your Word is powerful. And when we hear it, not only can we hear it, but You can also plant it in our hearts and it can transform us and change us. And that's what we're trusting for right now. God, if our heart is hard in any way uh, because of something that's happened to us, stress, anxiety, or, or hurt that we haven't dealt with, will You soften our hearts right now so we can receive Your Word that it can be planted deep in our hearts and transform us. We submit to You, God. We have this desire right now to do Your will. Even as we have this desire, we submit and resist the devil. We thank You that he has to flee. Pray to protection around us and our children. Pray in this hedge of protection administer to us, bring freedom into our life, healing in Jesus' name. And also pray for anyone who's without hope. Please draw them unto yourself right now. Knock on the door of their heart so they can open up that door and receive you as their Saviour in Jesus' name. And everyone believe it said? Amen. Awesome. You guys can take your seats. I just want to remind you guys that our Heart for the House uh, cards will be at the door as you leave. Of course, this is a gap where you get to pray about what God wants you to give. And if you don't feel God wants you to give to it, we don't ever want you to feel pressured, but we do a build up so that you can pray because God loves a cheerful giver. And our heart for the house increases the speed at which ministry can go. Um, so heart for the house is location specific. So as you give to your location, um, okay, I got dropped for just a second there, but I think I'm back. As you give to that location, uh, the giving increases the speed which we can do ministry at that location. So you might be somebody who's planted at Malkbus here tonight, but your giving will go to Malkbus. Of course, Camps Bay, if you're at Camps Bay, Table View. But we want to encourage you to pray. And, and that's what Heart for the House is. It's a, heart, it's a heart for the house. And of course, Scripture says, wherever your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And it's really saying, God, I, I want my, my heart to be on fire for your house, for your kingdom. And, and I don't want to just build the temporary um, temporary things. I want to build uh, a house that will stand um, forever. And so your house will do, your house is that house and you are coming for your house. So I want to build that. Um, after the service, remember, if you want to get baptized, we'll close for you. Um, so even if, if you respond tonight or you've never responded, you know um, that's your next step of obedience. I encourage you, um, gents in the gents' world is closed, ladies and ladies, and you can get water baptized. And at the end, I encourage everyone to, to stay and celebrate with those people. Let's pray for them. Let's, um, it's a special moment as you declare Christ publicly. And there's a promise. You should declare Christ publicly. Christ says, I acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. It's a, it's a promise and it's a, a, it's a step of obedience. So we've been doing our series, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. Um, and um, we would have had Leanne at Malkbus this morning. I was at Camps Bay. Graham was here. I heard it was incredible over here. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump a week ahead. And then next week, Matt's going to deal with this week. So, so it actually works out. I looked into it. The only reason I'm doing that is to help my wife because she's actually going to be preaching um, this week's message at Camps Bay. So I just thought, see what I mean? I'm going to be a good husband and, make, and not have to make her prepare for two weekends in a row. Just take some tips, take some notes, husbands out there. Anyway, um, but you guys don't really care. Anyway, so, um, but, but, but we've been saying, and uh, been looking at Louis Giglio's uh, book. We've been looking at what he's written about. And we actually came to this place as a team. We prayed, really saying, what's the diet of the church and, and what we're sensing God saying to us. And in our team meeting, um, us, we came to the conclusion that we actually have to speak into, um, we have to equip people. Um, on how they actually can take an authority 
and how they actually can resist the devil and, and how they can take a stand. And, and we thought this book would totally uh, link up with this topic. So, so I encourage you, if you, you want to dig a bit deeper, he's got a book out, there's devotionals on the version, and you really can actually go on a journey. But we started off looking at Psalm 23, and we, we uh, looked into that famous um, scripture that says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all I need. Of course, we know it, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Okay, and we know if you want that verse to ring true, um, if you want to be able to say, I shall not want, you need to be able, you need to say at the front end of that verse, the Lord is my shepherd. And people who don't have Jesus as their shepherd, um, they are in great need. They, they don't have all they need. But, but we can confidently say, I have all I need. My, my God's timing is perfect. The Lord is my shepherd. And we see His faithfulness, uh, that He leads us through the valley of the shadow of death, and that He actually prepares a table even um, in front of my enemies, in the midst of my enemies, even in a time uh, of battle. Um, and I don't know what you're battling right now, but, but this scripture says that God will, even in a battle, stop your enemies from coming close to you, prepare a table where He can give you a food, he can, um, he can remind you, He can confirm and affirm things, and, and, and you can actually have that space with God. Um, scripture does say, in this life, we will have trouble. Uh, so, so if we are aware of that, we need to make sure we have a good shepherd who prepares a table for us so, so that we can actually um, get all the strength we need in the battle. Of course, um, we're going to look tonight at that, that of course, the battle of course is God's, but we have a part to play. And the victory has already been won, um, and, and we need to actually go on the path. We need to continuously be walking on the path to victory. And, and the way we're going to do that is we're going to make sure that we're taking our thoughts captive. Uh, see, the enemy uh, understands that, that as we think, so are we. Scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And, and for us, if we're going to be going on a path to victory, if we're going to be um, living in the victory that Christ has for us, the best way to do it is you have to go head first. Okay? Because as you think, so are you. It starts in your head. You're going to have to be the head boy and head girl of your life and actually go, I'm going to sort this out. I'm not going to let anyone else um, determine my thought life. I'm going to get, let God's Word determine my thought life. Um, see, we have an enemy who wants to get a seat at our table. And the way, a simple way for him to get that seat is to get into our thought life. Um, for us to become a bit lazy and unaware uh, that we've actually got tools to take thoughts captive. Um, the Bible actually says that you and I should take thoughts captive. You need to be aware of this. If you don't take thoughts captive, thoughts will take you captive. There will be a captive. You need to decide if you are going to now take it captive. But if you don't, that thought can take you captive. Um, the Bible says we should bind those thoughts in a way, like tie them up, um, stop them from working in our life. But, but here's the other thought. If you don't bind a thought, that thought will bind you. And, and you can miss out on living your life, enjoying your marriage, enjoying your family. Uh, you can even miss out on enjoying your school season because you haven't bound a thought and you are bound by that thought. You're drained by it. You're overwhelmed. You're living down a street, different scenarios that won't, will never come true. 
and, and they're just making you somebody who becomes abound and apathetic and you stop living. So, so it's so important to stay on the path to victory and know that the enemy actually wants a seat at your table. My wife would have mentioned this at Malpos, but when Juliana was two um, and she'd go to Spirit, I used to, I used to think it's hilarious. We had to stop her, but she thought that we all were eating together at Spirit. You know what I mean? So, so she would have finished her, a lot of times she also had an apple juice. She loved her chips and her apple juice, and she'd finish her apple juice, and she would go, well, there's an apple juice on that table. So clearly I'm just going to walk across to that table and grab that apple juice and um, so clearly we were all eating together at Spur, and as young parents, we all appreciate Spur and pray for it while our kids are still young, and then we forget about Spur after that for a while, just to get off the, uh, but anyway, but, but she would get there so quickly to that table, and, and if um, my then toddler could get to that table very quickly, how much quicker can the enemy get to your table, just through your thoughts, just you letting a thought into your mind. Um, Graham would appreciate this morning, and, and Graham, um, uh, Graham seems to go through allergy seasons, most seasons. And so Graham had a meeting. We had meetings with worship teams, and, and Graham went to the street uh, where we were having the meeting, and he, he got there a bit late, and this street had quite a few homes that looked the same. So Graham just ran into the, I'm so sorry I'm late. And this family was having supper. They were not happy with Graham. <laughs> because this was not the house we were meeting at. And he comes to the meeting and says, you never guess what I just did. I just went into the wrong house. Like, you know? And um, he says, they were not happy with me. Um, and, and if Graham can get into your house, how much more the enemy get into, you know, into your house? Anyway, so um, the, the funny thing was Graham was in, uh, in, uh, on a trip with friends years back and they were in Australia, New Zealand. And it was a downpour in New Zealand. And in the downpour, um, um, Graham ran to the car and jumped in and jumped into a stranger's car as well. And he said, and again, he says the guy was not happy. You know what I mean? So, so I'm just saying, point number one, watch out for Graham. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, lock your doors. It's dangerous out there. Point number two, Juliana does like apple juice. Don't leave it on your table. Hope you're taking notes. But but if these people can get into your house or at your table as a family, how much more is the enemy a bit cleverer and actually deliberately trying to get a seat at your table, trying to get into your thought life? Uh, of course, um, he wants you, and we mentioned it in week one, he wants to tell you it's better at another table. He wants you to um, think that, that you're not going to make it. He, he wants you... To, 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 to hear and think I'm not good enough. And he wants you to believe that, that, that actually everyone's against you, that, that no one's for you. And, and he, of course, can only tell lies, but, but he will do anything to, to get a seat at your table. Uh, for us, we as children of God, our victory is in Christ. Our victory is in Christ's death and His resurrection. Um, see, our past has been sorted. Uh, in His death, our sins been paid for. A, a, a bill we could never pay. And in His resurrection, our future's been secured. Okay, we've got heaven waiting. And that means we've got so much to live for uh, because we've got eternity to live for. You know, life can feel uh, dull and mundane in the temporary, but we're not living for the temporary. We're living for eternity. We're children of God. Our victory is in Christ's uh, death, um, in Him paying for our sins and His resurrection. Uh, we are living totally differently. So we need to make sure we protect that seat. 
Uh, we need to make sure uh, we actually take that seat. Um, I mentioned to you guys, like take the seat. Like, like in your quiet times, you need to take the seat. Um, maybe you get to work early and, and nobody's in the office. Take the seat. Say, God, I'm sitting with you. Jesus, I'm sitting with you. Um, if you're in traffic, you used to listen to worship and now you've stopped. Um, take the seat. Um, a lot of us are too busy. We're not sitting down with Christ. We're not actually receiving everything from Him. That's one of the ways to keep the enemy away from the, the table is, is there's two seats at the table. It's Jesus and you. Take your seat. The other thing is, is don't, become, don't get caught up in our culture where you, you're taking selfies at the table. You know, guys, look who I'm with. No, no, focus on Jesus. Put your phone down, airplane mode. Um, receive what Jesus wants to give you. Focus. And, and so, so we need to make sure that we're focusing on Jesus because 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 says, but thanks be to God. Of course, Paul writes this. He says thanks to God. Now, I'll put it down there because he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so Paul's saying, thanks be to God, because our victory is in Jesus, His Son. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and if you're going to walk on this path to victory, I want to encourage you, you protecting your mind. One of the key ways is to thank God every day. That needs to be your first step in the path. As you wake up, thank you, Jesus. This day ahead, my victory is in you. You've actually are ahead of me. You are for me. Who can be against me? Thank you, God. My victory is in you. And you need to settle that in your mind and in your heart. Because the enemy wants you to think that the day of the head is a day where you'd be conquered. But in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Thanks be to God. Of course, we need to start with Jesus. Um, um, Louis Giglio says this, we're not starting from zero. We're starting from Jesus. And we're not starting, and this is why NB important. We're not starting from zero. We're starting from Jesus. In Jesus, we have our victory. Uh, so, so you need to already settle that. The, the greatest victory ever has been won in Christ. You're not starting from zero. So thanks be to God. My victory is in Christ. And now you are fighting a battle that Jesus has already won. Yes, you're going to have to play your part, uh, but, but, but you and I have got victory. See, this is what Satan does to us. If he can get the day started with us focusing on ourselves, he knows there's a big chance we're not going li to focus, uh, uh, live in our victory. See, if you wake up focusing on yourself, there's a big chance you're going to give him a seat at your table. But if you start your day focusing on Jesus, you're going to live in the victory that Christ has won for you. Uh, see, um, the Israelites, they got promised a land. They came out of captivity and, and they got, went through the Red Sea and, and God um, was preparing them for victory. The victory was theirs. God said to them, this is the land I'm giving you. So they sent 12 spies out to go look at the land. And after looking at the land, 10 of them come back and they say, we can't do it. Two of them says, God's given us the land, let's go. So, so 10 of them actually say, yeah, but, but the, the dudes there are massive. They, they all play for the Springboks, you know? And we, we all look like New Zealanders. We're tiny, you know? And um, 
that's pretty much what's happening when you play. Anyway, all the New Zealand supporters out there, yeah, as a hating life. But it's the truth. Anyway, and that's what we do at the church. We tell the truth. Um, <laughs> but, um, but they said, we are grasshoppers in their eyes. No one actually said they're grasshoppers. But they became so self-aware and self-focused, they spoke themselves out of a victory that Christ had already given them. When you are self-focused, you will speak yourself out of the victories that Christ has won. You will speak yourself out of the seat that Christ has prepared. You will walk away from the provision and the protection Christ wants to give you. And they walked away from the inheritance. They walked away from what God provided. Two of them said, God has given us a focus. Two of them said, God has given us the victory. Ten of them said, we can't do it. You will always find when you look at yourself that you can't do it. And that's the truth. But the victory has never been dependent on you. The battle is the Lord's. And He's already won it. And He invites you to now walk in a path of victory. And so you and I need to decide that that we're not going to be self-focused. We're going to start off being Christ-focused. And it's going to lead to a victory that Christ is our foundation and, and God is telling us, He's giving us a victory. You know what's crazy? 40 years later, when a generation who didn't believe died in the desert and the next generation enters the promised land, they find out that the, the people who lived in these walled cities that they thought were so massive, they already, their hearts already had melted in fear. Arab tells the, the other guys who come in uh, um, that we heard about what God did at the Red Sea and our hearts melted in fear. They'd been living in fear for 40 years, defeated already, but the Israelites never ever walked into their victory because they focused on themselves and, and they never knew that God already defeated the enemy on their behalf. And God's saying, you step in, you fight, the victory is yours. So you and I are going to have to take a stand. Uh, We're going to have to be people who go, Christ has won the victory. Every day I'm going to stand in Christ. Yes, Jesus is seated in heaven interceding for us. But He's telling us, even as He's seated in victory, to take a stand. He's calling us to take action. And and we see what Ephesians 6 verse 10 says. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Let's see that again. Finally, be strong in the Lord. It doesn't say, finally, be strong in yourself. Take great photos on Instagram. Become very confident. Say, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. Beat your chest and go out there. No, no, no. Be strong in the Lord. I'm not saying think less of yourself. But I don't want you to, um, you know what I mean, over, you know, rate yourself. Because um, without Christ, we are dead in our sins. So I, I know that without Christ, I'm nothing. But with Him, nothing's impossible. Okay, Um, without Christ, I'm just a human being, weak. But with Him, the same power that conquered the grave lives in me. And nothing is impossible um, for me in Christ. In Jesus' name, there's a victory for my life. There's a victory for my marriage, for my family, for in Jesus' name. So so I'm going to be strong in the, be strong in the Lord. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So you're saying the devil wants to get at your table. We're seeing that he's got some schemes. And Scripture says, this is how you you come against the devil's schemes. You stand against them. How? By putting on the armor of God. So this is how you stand 
against the schemes of the devil. Because um, it goes and say, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up your, take the shield of faith uh, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take your helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Uh, with this in mind, be alert Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we see, how do we take our stand? We put on the armor of God and we pray. Prayer is key. Prayer almost strengthens you. And prayer, when you pray, you're always praying ahead and you're stepping into what you prayed over. And, and, and you can step in with a great authority. So, so today, um, before I give you just a, a pathway, I'm going to encourage you when I give you the pathway to take screenshots, to take notes, uh, because this pathway you can use every day. Uh, but, but before you do that, um, the, the three uh, pieces of armor I'm going to look at tonight is, is first of all, the belt buckle of truth. Okay. Satan is a liar. He, he can't function where there's truth where there's integrity, uh, where, where there's an uncovering. As, even as we keep a short account with God, when we uncover it, He covers it by His grace. And I want to remind you, He already knows everything. So nothing's a surprise to Him. Keep a short account, stay truthful, don't get caught up in lies and cover-ups. Put on the, the belt buckle of truth. God, I'm, I'm going to live in your truth. The enemy has lost his ground. The enemy wants a mist. He wants lies. He, he wants cover-ups. Don't let him get a seat at your table. You put on the belt buckle of truth. You, you, you declare the truth about your life. This is what God says about me. I'm a child of God that I've been forgiven. That's the truth. You declare the truth and you live in the truth. You confess things in the morning and you put the belt buckle of truth on and then you say, God, I'm going to stay in this truth. Whenever there's this option between covering it up or telling the truth, I'm going to tell the truth because the enemy will lose. I'm coming against the schemes of the enemy. He wants me to lie. He wants me to cover it up. I'll not give him a foothold in my life. I won't let him have a seat at my table. And then the, the sandals, put your, the shoes of readiness. Okay, so the armor of God is, uh, I stand in the shoes of readiness. I do this every morning. Put the bubble of truth on, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And now the shoes of readiness, it speaks about direction. Okay, and, and so um, you, you are you're directing your life. And so when I put the shoes of readiness on, I'm, I'm, I'm declaring I'm a child of God. I'm saved by the grace of God. Um, with Christ, nothing's impossible for me. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, because you could put shoes on that direct, uh, you can actually put shoes on and go, oh, I'm a failure. I don't know what's going to happen today. Uh, like, um, and, and you can actually direct your life down the wrong path. But, but once we get into the shoes that we saved by the grace of God, that, that it's only by the grace of God I've been saved. Um, my righteousness is found in Christ. You're now directing your life and you're putting the shoes on. And what's awesome is, even as you direct your life, you can bring direction into other people's lives. 
Because other people come to you and say, I'm dead in my sin. You say, no, no, but, but by the grace of God, you say, why? No, no, because I stood in it this morning. It's only by the grace of God. This is the direction of your life. Um, um, you, you direct your life. You, you declare that you're saved by grace, that you, you're made for heaven, that you're living for eternity. You're not living for the temporary. And, and you're directing your life now. And even as you put those shoes on, you end up bringing clarity and direction to other people's lives because you put it on first. You direct your life. And if you live out in the path of victory, you need to make sure you give yourself the right direction. You put the shoes of readiness on. And then the breastplate of righteousness, um, uh, that, that your righteousness comes from Jesus, that you've been forgiven. You know, it's so important to wear this breastplate of righteousness because even as you put it over your heart, because it covers your heart, you keep your heart soft because you know the only reason you can wear this armor is by the grace of God and you've been forgiven. And, and now you're somebody, even as you've been forgiven, you're gonna let forgiveness flow through your life. You, this isn't gonna be a place where bitterness, where, where offense stops and stays. You now are saying, my heart has been freed. And Scripture says, guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. And now you're guarding it. How are you guarding it? You're saying, I'm saved by the grace of God. I don't deserve this, but I'm, I'm righteous because of what Jesus did for me. It's a blessed by righteousness. I'm going to keep my heart soft and I only can keep it soft by the grace of God. And, and what's freely come to me, um, the forgiveness, I'm going to let it flow through me. I'm going to put the breastplate of righteousness on. And this is going to be a pathway to victory. I'm, I'm going to stay in the truth. The enemy can't live in that space. I'm going to direct my feet in the gospel that I'm, I'm going to remind my feet that, that I'm only here by the grace of God and I'm going to remind my heart, I'm going to protect my heart with the forgiveness of God, the righteousness of Jesus. And, and so, so, so we all of a sudden on this pathway to victory. Um, I'm going to give you Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, and Louis Giglio does this. It's a great uh, pathway to victory. And I'm going to give you, um, you can screenshot it, you can take notes. Remember, people who take notes have a better chance to get into heaven I don't know if you guys know that, but when you get to heaven and they ask you where your notes are and you don't have any notes, then they put you in the overflow room. And anyway, so, so here we go. First one, Monday, my God knows my name. So I encourage you, Monday morning, you wake up, you declare it. My God knows my name. It's important. Why? This is identity. You're actually settling. You're a child of God. That, that, um, because the Scripture actually says, fear not, I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. My God knows my name. You can go look at that scripture that I put next to it, but, but you set your identity. My God knows my name. I'm not just this speck of dust and all alone. God knows my name. When He made me, He made me wonderfully and skillfully. He, he didn't make a mistake with me. Um, and He knows every day ahead of me and He knows my name. I've got a personal relationship with God. Number two, the Tuesday, my God goes before me. You're about to go into meetings. You're about to go into traffic. Thank you, God, that you go before me. I'm not walking into something that's about to surprise you. And even as you go before me, will you bless today? Thank you that you are not only before me, you are for me as I go through this day. My God goes before me. You declare it. This is a pathway to victory. Identity, you know my name. You go before me. You're going to enter those meetings, those encounters differently. You might even stop shouting at taxis in traffic. All these things could happen for you. Um, Wednesday, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, if you guys, if we plan, if we decide, hey, I'm gonna do this for 50 weeks straight, just get it into your system. I promise you, 
before you know it, you'll be waking up every day to clearing one of these pathways. Start. So um, I can do all things through Christ to give, who strengthens me. Of course, you must remember, it says, uh, be strong in the Lord. I said, come on, Christ gives you strength. Thursday, our present sufferings are pale in comparison to the future glory that God has stored up for me in my life. Of course, you can say that's quite a sobering thought. You mean like, do I really want to make that statement? Well, it says in this life, you'll have trouble. And even as you face trouble, as you declare these things, it's going to make you flexible because you know you're living for heaven and you won't shy away from hard times. You'll actually find strength from God in hard times because you remind yourself, yesterday I reminded myself that I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. So even as you face different things, you can be a leader in it. You can stay strong. You can find the solution. You can find the victory in it. And, and also when things do get tough, you know, I'm living for heaven. I'm not living for the temporary. I'm gonna be pushed down by this moment. There's so much more and, and the victory I have in Christ is so much greater than the temporary pains that I sometimes face. Uh, Friday, no weapon formed against me will prosper. You know, you think about the, as you've got an enemy around you and you seat, you're seated with Jesus and He leans over and He says, you see these weapons? I remind you, no weapon formed against you is gonna prosper. And, and you need to remind yourself, you need to give yourself a pathway to victory because you might think, this thing's going to take me out. These, these, this, I've, I've failed this test and it's going to be the end of the dream or, or I'm, you know, this, this scenario at work, it's going to be the end of me. It's going to be the end of my marriage. We'll never get through what we're going through right now. No, no, no weapon formed against you will prosper. You need to remind yourself that your victory is in Christ. Saturday, I am a child of God. You must remind yourself who your dad is. Now, my girls, I'll do anything for them. I knew when I grew up, my parents would do anything for me. So when I heard the gospel, I, I got it. I knew my parents would die for me. How much more has God proven His love by sending His Son? Your dad made everything possible for you and He provided all the power you need to have victory. You're a child of God. You're the apple of His eye. Then Sunday, what a great statement for Sunday before you go to church in the morning. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. You're walking in with resurrection power. Nothing can hold you down. We come together on Sunday celebrating the resurrection power of Christ. We come together, come on, we're carrying resurrection power into church. We're reminding ourselves and all of a sudden us link together. What a powerful day. People are gonna get saved. People's lives, lives are gonna be transformed. We're gonna overflow. The, the power of God's gonna overflow out of our life um, and we're gonna remind ourselves. And, and so um, I wanna encourage you to allow God, God's Word, His truth to be in your heart. Allow the way that God sees you to be your path to victory. Every day, allow the way God sees you to be your victory. If there's any thought or any statement about you out there, your responsibility is to take it captive, us will take you captive. Your responsibility is to bind it, us you'll be bound by it. And you allow God's truth to be the loudest truth in your life.
you must remember even as you focus on these truths you will discern lies way quicker and you will you'll you will um, you'll pull those lies down way quicker you have to give yourself your best shot focus on the truth I heard one guy say you know you can you can feed you can try to starve your faith why don't you just drown sorry you can try to starve your fears he says why don't you just drown your fear in the truth drown it don't even give it a breath you just truth you fill your life up with truth God says about you and you give yourself you start walking down the path to victory I'll just quickly pray for some people you want to close your eyes quickly maybe you've not started off down that path you've not taken the first step to receive the victory that Christ has got for you scripture says the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life of course we can't earn that gift but we can receive it and a simple way to receive the free gift of salvation is to acknowledge that we need it that Jesus I'm, I'm dead in my sin I need you to forgive me of my sin if that's you I'd love to lead you in a prayer because not only do we ask him to forgive us of our sins we also ask him to be the the leader of our life we're asking him to be first in our life Jesus has never come second or third he's only ever come first so we're gonna we're gonna ask him to be the king of kings the lord of lords if that's you just with every eye closed and you're going I need to come back to God or I need to ask him to forgive me of my sins I want to lead you in a prayer scripture says as we confess that we're sinners he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and so if that's you I'd, I'd love to lead you in a prayer with every eye closed you're saying include me why don't you just give me a wave and say that's me include me in that prayer God bless you God bless you anyone else just give me a wave just that saying God bless you anyone else God bless you God bless you awesome just starting positioning yourself in vi- the victory that Christ has got won for you anyone else before we pray Let's pray. Let's close our eyes. Can we do it as a church family? Jesus, I confess that I need you, that I'm a sinner. Thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, just thank Jesus in this place. Can I ask everyone just to turn to your right? We've just got a door that's